Are you guys ready up there? Alright. Alright, quiet on the set. to another episode of Adventures in Movies. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I am the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the man who does not care how many of them appear in the previous two movies. Episode 9 is not going to be about the Skywalkers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that at all, man. I don't want to get into it right now, but <laughs> we, can, we can talk about it offline, Danny. Yeah, we will. Uh, the other voice that you heard um, rounding out Avengers Month for us, he was here the first week of Avengers Month, and he's going to help close it out, is Pablo Martinez. I'm Pablo hey, Martinez. Oh. Yeah, I'm the senior editor at uh, AIPT. <laughs> and it is a pleasure and a privilege to finally have you on our show again after all these weeks. Thank you, man. I had some gout I was dealing with, so I'm... That, that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you really? I was going to ask. That's that's that's. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that personal bit... shit about myself on the internet. No, uh, you're you're fine. You're fine. Uh, well, I want that information with your name and your medical history. <laughs> Someone's going to steal your identity now. Yeah, you, you did. Well, you did mess up. Well, no, I just feel like now people are going to ask me about it, and it's really not something that I want to talk about. Uh, that no or one. the syphilis that I had a couple of nights ago. <laughs> I, I, a couple I was of nights ago. This. I was just going to run the gamut on like all kinds of embarrassing things to come down with, but I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that joke. Well, I'm glad that you're growing up with us or growing out of it, growing out of it. Uh, and I also want to thank you for substituting for me a couple of weeks back. I know it's a daunting job, but you did a really, really good, um, a good, a uh, good job. I guess that's what I'm looking uh, the word, the word I'm looking for a good job. And uh, I would like for you to be my substitute for the next time I'm gone. Or David uh, Cook. You I, I will reserve, that. yeah, I will reserve my answer until I think about it a little bit more. But okay. thanks, man. Okay. I appreciate it. Also, Pablo is responsible for bringing the show its first and so far only sponsor. I, I, I said Chudoko last time and I felt that was wrong. It's Chudoko, right? <laughs> It's Churroco, and they send their regards. They're sad that they can't be here themselves, but uh, they, they wanted me to say hello to both of you. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, the plan is to go to Austin this year, and I will... I've heard from multiple people how good the churros are there. Um, I really, really, really have to try them. Yeah, they're really good. So we should work into... out... Yeah, we oh, should sorry. work out, like, an advertisement to just throw in here with uh, bells and whistles and, like, special effects. We'll work on it, though. We'll work on it. That's our that's our pledge to you, the the listeners. We will have a Chudoko <laughs> commercial for you, and it will have bills and whistles, and uh, uh, dogs and ponies, dogs and ponies. It'll have bells and whistles and dogs and ponies because it's a dog and pony show. <laughs> um, so this week, um, the big news is Avengers, and we're going to get to that in a while. But there was a little bit of movie news that came out. Uh, there was it's just an image, but a twenty four's next movie with robert pattinson 
is High Life. But after High Life, there is a movie called The Lighthouse coming out. Well, High Life is already out, and The Lighthouse isn't for another few months. So, did you? What? Would you? Do? No, no, no. <laughs> wow, that was a, bit, a lot of dead air there. Fill that in. Fill that dead air in with that advertisement that we're going to work on. <laughs> um, yeah, The Lighthouse. I'm super excited about because of Robert Pattinson and how how beautiful he looks in the in the picture. Danny, did you, did you get a chance to check it out? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't looks, look like him whatsoever. <laughs> he looks svelte. He looks like he's been uh, dropping some pounds over the past uh, few months. But yeah, he, he looks really beaten down. And uh, Willem Dafoe looks just like Willem Dafoe always looks. But this is from uh, director Robert Eggers, uh, the director of The Witch, uh, which for me, it's one of the my top ten horror movies of all time. Uh, so, and that's saying a lot because there are a lot of really fantastic horror movies out there, like and, uh, uh, Churroco horror movie, Churroco <laughs> for and, when uh, you're in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that um, Robert Pattinson. Going back to him. He was, I guess, I don't know what, I don't know how long it's been, 10 years, a little more than 10 years since the Twilight Saga started. So I guess he was kind of relegated at the time to just being, he would forever be the the, the dreamboat character. Once he made his money off of that saga, he has done whatever the hell he's wanted in, regard, in regards to acting. Yeah, he's gone wild, huh? I, I really like the choices that he's made as far as movies yeah. go. You know what? Kristen Stewart's done some pretty uh, wacky stuff, too, so I... I kind of dig what they're both doing with uh, their lives after Twilight because it, it's kind of tough to get out of that uh, typecast, uh, those typecast roles. So right. uh, I think uh, I- I'm really uh, surprised by the roles that they've taken. It's kind of like the same thing with the the Harry Potter Harry Potter kids. They've been doing different things that to shed that uh, that mold that they were in, but I feel like the the uh, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart have done more eccentric roles than, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe uh, Emma or Emma, Emma Watson. Yeah, yeah Emma Watson hasn't really done anything too crazy. No, she yeah. just did uh, the bling ring, which is, to me, it came off as your basic, like, Disney kid showing that uh, I'm naughtier than you think I am type of thing. Yeah, um, it seemed pretty. Yeah, and she did a magazine cover recently, like, for Vogue or the New Yorker or something where I think her nipple was in it. And she was talking about how amazing it is to show your nipple or something like that. Like her choices, I guess are interesting, but they're, they're just kind of like a, look, I'm a rebellious. I'm not Hermione anymore. That's what I get out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take your word for it, but I doubt that she just said, uh, how how amazing it is to show your nipple. <laughs> it seems like that, that obviously, obviously you've never showed a nipple before because it isn't amazing. <laughs> that was my comment, not her. No, no, she really did say something about because there was a fervor over the picture. Oh, really? And, yeah, and she was just like, it's not that. Okay, maybe she didn't say it's an amazing thing to show your nipple. Maybe that wasn't the exact. No, but it I'm was sure she's speaking the, about the the liberty that one should have, especially a woman. Uh, it was probably a moment of, of self-empowerment and just gender empowerment because that's that's she's been that's, a pretty big spokesperson for that yeah she's a u.n ambassador now right right on yeah um, it was, i guess it was, that's bigger than yeah. movies <laughs> the u.n the u.n's a joke <laughs> it is it is it, it all in every episode of the simpsons that the u.n is in it's a joke therefore the u.n is a joke are you talking about new simpsons as well or are you just 
put it in as a, like a whole thing. Because I, I only remember. Episode, I haven't watched an episode of The Simpsons since the million dollar bill that Castro stole. Oh man, that was that was pretty I bad. I don't even episode know. Two season ten. Yeah, but yeah. this past week, I didn't watch The Simpsons. I can tell you what <laughs> I did watch. So I'm still watching The Last Drive-In with uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, this week they showed two movies again that I had never seen before. Um, one of them was called uh, Hatchet. No, Madman. Madman. It looks like the cover for an- another horror movie called Hatchet. But it's your basic counselors in the woods being chased by a madman type of thing. But uh, the madman, you can't tell if it's a monster or a man. It's pretty generic except for this medieval sounding song that plays. Um, that's And then Joe Bob's commentary is super cool. Uh, the other movie they showed was a Japanese horror movie called Werewolf. Well, no, Wolf Guy, Enraged Lycanthrope. <laughs> pretty amazing name. But a pretty cool history lesson that he gave about that. that is, um, so in Japan, they carry over um, a lot of movies from America and uh, Europe. They never got werewolf movies because the wer- first werewolf movie, the Lon Chaney werewolf movie, came out two days after Pearl Harbor. So oh. obviously they didn't receive wolfman movies for quite a while so they kind of had to make their own uh wolf guy is nothing like any other werewolf movie you've ever seen uh it has a pretty cool superimposed tiger in it and um lots of blood and torture for some reason uh, (laughs) torture okay yeah like torture like 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 um audition type of torture like like that which that's pretty extreme oh an american werewolf in paris had a lot of blood in it it, it is gory, like it is gory, like the the superimposed tiger that seems to be just chilling. It does gash people up pretty crazily. Um, there's incest in it, which because you know Japanese horror movies, I guess, tend to have that. Um, and yeah, it's 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 actually pretty interesting to watch. Um, driving totals were like seventy eight dead bodies and thirty six breasts or something like that. So, <laughs> interesting start. Um, I watched a movie called Scared Stiff. Uh, Arrow. They we have a deal with them, and they sent us a screener for it. I What's thought the it was boop count on that because it sounds like it's innuendo. Yeah, <laughs> it does. So yeah. I will answer that question. I thought Scared Stiff. I thought. It was the 1955 version with Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. So I was like, wow, what a weird choice from Arrow Video. I, I want to see this because they always do cult movies, right? So it's not that one. So I thought it might be the 87 Japanese horror movie. It wasn't that one either. It was 87 American horror movie with exactly zero boops in it. Uh, nonsensical. Uh... I'm well. I just want you to know that my litmus test for whether or not a movie is good now has moved on to boobs in uh, featured. And uh, thanks for flexing all over us with all your knowledge about the different movies that are titled the same. Yeah, I know. I didn't even know that. <laughs> no, I, I, because uh, well, I have to know how to spell the actors' names and whatnot. So it took me forever to get the information for this because I just couldn't find it. Um, the other series that I watch, I finished out um, Small Town Monsters. It's a really small kickstarted um series um they did they do a series called on the trail of this is on the trail of bigfoot it was six episodes so i I finished it out this past week i watched the final four it's really good because it's a scientific look at searching for bigfoot which sounds kind of weird but they go to people that the bigfoot hunters i guess Uh, there's one called the north american wood ache um not conservatory 
Oh, they're wood ape hunters. The wood ape is a Bigfoot. It's a Sasquatch, right? But they're uh-huh. people who set up traps in the forest. They have tracking devices. They have little lures that capture hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know, like, like legit cryptozoologists. Like, yeah, exactly. Legit. It's, <laughs> it's legit cryptozoologists. And they actually have a cryptozoologist on there. It, it's it's really cool because, I mean, it's Bigfoot, right? Like, and they say that they talk about how it's from the Pacific Northwest to new york bigfoot have been seen and then the narrator is really he straight up is like okay like granted maybe pacific northwest it's mountainous have heavily forested possibly for centuries you won't find a creature in there i don't know about the streets in new york though though he's he really takes a skeptical view on things <laughs> except in the second to the last episode he just totally gives it over to the bigfoot hunters and that episode is really it's your basic Bigfoot travels through wormholes. Bigfoot was dropped off by aliens. I <laughs> saw Bigfoot when no one else was around type of episode. And uh, that one kind of not so great. But when it deals with the science of finding Bigfoot, it's really good. <laughs> it seems like they're starting out though. Yeah. <laughs> How skeptical you can be when you're already starting out with your answer that Bigfoot exists. Ah, good point. In the very first episode, he says that he does not believe in Bigfoot. Um, the reason he's hmm. doing it is because as a documentarian, documentarian, he should be objective. His problem is, even though he doesn't believe, he's always had an interest. So it's really more of a study of American myths and legends and I guess even our curiosity in the unknown. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's, it, it is fantastical. It's Bigfoot, right? I mean, but uh, it does try to take, it does take a skeptical look at it. it it's good. It's worth watching. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of a podcast, uh, sh- oh, fuck, uh, the black tapes. It kind of like where it kind of had like a weird, ta- it, it just tapered off towards the end or the season two, season three, kind of, it just, it was kind of like a skeptical person looking f- at these myths. This is what that reminds me of. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think I, f- I feel like I need to see this cause I'm skeptical of, of this show now because it, it somehow triggered this idea of uh, of it could be like the black tapes, uh, this audio form podcast. It's interesting as long as you don't take it too seriously. I mean, uh, it's Bigfoot, right? I mean, uh, Bigfoot doesn't exist, but it's fun to watch someone try to scientifically <laughs> explain how he might exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing I watched this week was the um, fourth episode of Veep. It's the final season. This is the shortest seasons. It's only going to be seven episodes, so it's already half over. Uh, for anyone who's been watching the show from the very beginning, this season is super interesting. Watching the really the descent into um, not madness, but watching the downfall of Selena Meyer is super interesting. It really plays into politics. Well, they've had some pretty uh, sensitive jokes about thoughts and prayers and uh, the race issue in America and. Uh, other countries rigging elections was a big uh, rigging the presidential election was a part of the last episode but watching selena meyer from the first season her whole goal was to become the first woman president to now it's an obsession that takes her to some pretty pretty sickening lengths actually because she is the hero of the show but she's really hard to like since probably the middle of the last season and it's great character development but if you just start watching this season, it's totally lost on you. I talked to someone who watched the last episode and never seen it before. 
they had no idea what was going on. They thought it was funny, but they didn't understand the story. But um, it's definitely worth. It's super binge worthy. But uh, that's all that I've watched this past week. What have you watched, Danny? Well, um, so I I'm taking like all the free gifts that I've been getting from like um, websites, and I, I rent a lot of movies. And Redbox gave me a free rental. And I decided to, you know, you have a lot of options in the red box uh, display. And uh, I decided to go with a comedy. And uh, I thought it was going to be a comedy, at least. And I started with uh, Holmes and Watson, uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Uh, it took me two days to finish this movie because it, I fell asleep. <laughs> <clears throat> and... Um, and we had like you know like uh, my girl, and also because the runtime I think is uh, thirty two hours. <laughs> yes, thirty two <laughs> hours long. Uh, no, it was it, it was just it's um terrible. It, it's a I'm gonna try to be it's fucking terrible. Um, I was gonna say you don't have to be anything because everyone yeah. called it the worst movie of 2018. So you can you, know what? you can and say I whatever did, you want. And I didn't see any reviews for it, and uh, it kind of like tainted my. My feelings for how I like Talladega Nights, um, uh, Step Brothers, it, it just kind of like I was like, oh man, I guess, you know, y- y- Thunder doesn't hit or Lightning doesn't hit uh, three times eventually because this was just <laughs> really, really. Something like that. Yes, that's. Uh, <laughs> so this it's is just... pretty bad because it ruined two very, very funny and popular movies for you. Yeah, yeah. And then like, uh, there was a standing on because. Uh, the preview they showed previews for it and it showed Stan and Nolly and uh, it had Stephen Coogan, Steve Coogan in it, yes. and uh, Stephen Steve Coogan's in uh, Holmes and Watson as well. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to see this now because it's so 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 bad. <laughs> um, it yeah, I I feel like I want to tell like you know, this is usually our like. What did you watch? Or like, what did you? What, would you recommend this? My recommendation recommendation is like to stay away from this movie as far as you can. This it's weird because is... the director's Eaton Cohen, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's so funny because like, uh, isn't that how Bill Murray has a story? I think about how yeah. he uh, starred in Garfield because he yeah. he saw that Joel Cohen was attached <laughs> yeah. to it, was directing. Yeah, <laughs> thinking that it was a Cohen brother. Yeah, I, I just think it'd be really funny to see. Eaton Cohen and Joel Cohen uh, make a movie together, but this with using the same script as Joel and Ethan Cohen, like the Cohens <laughs> against the Cohens, just to see how it turns out. It seems like that'd be a really cool celebrity death match kind of thing. Oh, you cool. yeah. that would be really cool. I was gonna say after you said it'd be a good after I thought you were gonna say it would be a cool like movie experiment. I was gonna say and also a great celebrity death match. But <laughs> you're like three steps ahead of me. Yeah, with one three... stone. I killed two birds with two bolts of lightning, right, Danny? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, man. I, I, I did read some reviews, and I, I don't even want to touch it. It just seems like those two guys kind of jumped the shark, or just took a really bad script, or I don't know what. But it was, I, it seems like it's just not even the good kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, and I, you know, I had like I, I was gung ho with, uh, with second, second act. I think with Jennifer Lopez. And I feel like that would have been a, a solid choice, but then I was like, no, no, let's let's see the the funny man, the funny man do something, and it has funny bits here and there, but they're very far apart, 
and um yeah no i i can't say anything really nice like it's it's <laughs> not will ferrell anything at all. yeah will ferrell <laughs> is not at his best and i feel like kicking and screaming is his low movie and um i feel this is his new low <laughs> so there's no uh call me dragon type of moment Oh no! Oh wait, was that semi pro? Was that one? Uh, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. No, no, there was nothing like. There was nothing like that. They made a lot of like, uh, twenty eighteen jokes, like uh, make a let's make a or what make America great again, whatever that thing is. Uh, they talked about selfies. They it was just, it was just whatever. I was just done. Like a lot of the jokes were just like ham fisted. It felt like. But uh, another show, or actually going into a show that I really enjoyed a lot, um, I had to watch it twice because I didn't recognize a face. Um, it's Bodyguard. It's on Netflix. It's a BBC show. Netflix just has a distribution sites distribution rights. I'm sorry on this. And um, man, have you guys seen this show at all? When you no. put Bodyguard, the first thing I thought of was the Whitney Houston movie. Was it the second thing I thought of was? <laughs> And I expected, I really expected somebody to sing that song. And uh, I was also, then, and then I expected, because you had Netflix in it on next to it. I didn't understand why, but um, I thought it was the movie with uh, Ryan Gosling and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, oh yeah. That's also and really, I... <laughs> it's also re- I uh, really yeah. enjoyed that movie. All I know is that it's got Rob Stark in it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize him uh, immediately. Um because the first half hour essentially is a very like tense buildup. Like he's trying to get this, uh, and I don't want to explain or go into it too much. Um, he's just trying to save somebody, and it's the best thirty minutes that I've seen. And it's an hour long show, so it kind of the show kind of tapers off at the end. But man, it's really really good. And uh, I know you could binge these shows on Netflix, but I feel like I need to wait another another week to like kind of like take it all in because it 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 was really really good and um i didn't recognize rob because he's clean shaving he doesn't have a quote-unquote english accent he's using his natural accent which is scottish i it it completely threw me for a loop there and i really really enjoyed the first episode a lot so I, i um i can't wait to go into seeing the next episode and just take it episode week by week Cool. Yeah, and I I think uh, in addition to him being like clean shaven and not having the accent, I think his dire wolf is also wearing a trench coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I, you know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> you guys want to talk about Game of Thrones or what? Yeah, Thanks. yeah, Let's... go for it. <laughs> go on, serious. My understanding is this was the um, a great episode from an outsider's point of view. It seems like this one really affected a lot of people for a variety of reasons. Man, we can't. Uh, we don't really want to spoil anything, right? I mean, that's what we're against—is spoiling things. Um, well, we can talk about the nude scene if uh, if you guys have any feelings on that, because I heard there, I saw articles about that. Nah, we uh, don't have to be specific. I mean, really, what I wanted. Uh, sorry, Danny, I'll let you go ahead and say what you wanted to about Game of Thrones, because I, no, I, just, I know I, that's what you wanted to talk about, and yeah, I'm just yeah. so excited about the whole fucking. No, yeah, me too, and that's uh, no offense to Pat. Uh, usually, like. I feel like he needs to have somebody for Veep as well. <laughs> and um, so geek out and talk about these feelings because I think it's... Uh, geeks don't watch Veep. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> um, but, you know, this like, this type of thing, like, 
we're getting to essentially the quote unquote end game of this uh, of the show, but like it is, I, I it's the most uh, show or most the episode that gives you the most like uh, character progression, like for everybody, and it's really well written out. Um, I don't it, know about progression though. You don't I, think I mean, so? No way. It it really did seem like um like the kind of episode where see I don't want to give too much away but so what I was thinking is Newton's third law of physics you know like every action has an equal and opposite reaction I feel like this show was so feel good that you just know this gut wrenching experience is coming next like um it was the kind of show where it oh, it, it sends people off like like it seems like a farewell to so many people because the character development right. that's that's something that I'm actually super blown away by with Game of Thrones is that the character development has happened throughout these eight seasons mm-hmm. right and um, they they the showrunners I mean they're they're able to hold to that character to the truth of that character you know like there's nothing out of character everything everything that they do. It just paints them in a light that is still entirely them. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's they're they're true to themselves. But this one so wasn't so much any kind of development. It was just kind of like a celebration of each character for who they are, but not in a cheesy way. It was back to like the old kind of Thrones writing. And um, yeah, it, it's just um, it's something where where you know that you're going to be. Distraught in the next. They're setting. Episode. They're setting you up. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a perfect setup episode, and uh, it's. I don't know. Like uh, leaving uh, our friend's apartment, it just felt like I felt happy, but it was also a bittersweet moment because you know what's going to happen this next episode, and um, you know it, it's just. It, it should be. It should be. Um, nothing but adrenaline this next one around so i'm I'm looking forward to it it's funny that you guys say that um it was really feel good and it was funny and probably mentioned was funny but not in a cheesy way um the old sickle and hammer had me in a different room because i can't be in the same room while she's watching game of thrones because i guess i disturb her for some reason uh um i'm in the other room i could hear the tv i could hear and she was laughing throughout it and she was talking to her like she was thoroughly enjoying it. And then when it was over, she actually came and told me, I can't wait till next week's game. And she never I mean, I know she, she watches it every week, so I already know this. But yeah. it affected her so much that she felt she had to come and tell me immediately that she could that's, not wait until the next episode. That's awesome. I hope she has somebody to talk about or, or like a podcast to follow that she can listen to people talk about it because she has to wait until the next episode but i feel like that's part of the experience now like mm-hmm. there are so few shows that give you that breathing room that give mm-hmm. you that that merit that um the week to let it digest um or or the week to kind of sit with it and and think about like what you think is going to happen um and it's it's such a it's such a a rare thing to be able to enjoy now with so many streaming services offering the entire seasons of shows in yeah. one go. Um, so yeah, it's, it's such an experience and I've been talking to people that have seen it and it's just super fun. I, I pity people that aren't able to come along on this specific ride because so many 
so much of the world is wrapped up in this particular show. It's crazy. It, it's like a Marvel event or like yeah. a Star Wars event where there are just millions and millions of people that are watching this same show and are up to date. And nobody knows where it's going. That's what's fucking crazy. That's, like, for those of you, that's the greatest part. <laughs> for those of you who want a taste of where it might be going, just today HBO released pictures for Shut the next up. Episode. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just saying they're on AIPTcomics.com. They're there. HBO okay. released them today. So for those who because I me personally if like I'm avoiding all Avengers stuff this week. Everything. So I wouldn't do it, but I do endorse it. <laughs> yeah give people the choice right yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. i thought you were gonna describe it i was gonna fucking no no i wouldn't do that I, I, slap you. no no i i looked at the pictures and that's it that, that's a, i i honestly have no context for it or anything right, but i just good. To that's the end of that talk i i don't even want to risk the possibility no no let's let's move forward let's, but, uh... let's see, what, where were you watching this week or where did you watch this week <laughs> so aside from game of thrones um there's a netflix show called seven days out that i put on while i was drawing and it was um it hooked me it's actually pretty good it's um it's a docu series where they cover different topics uh, per episode the first episode is the westminster dog show and the second episode is, oh. yeah, the second one is Eleven Madison Park, which is a like the world's best restaurant or something along that, or maybe the United States' best restaurant. But it's got like three Michelin stars. Uh, How I many think, tires, though? Um, um, churroco <laughs> for when you're feeling down or your friend makes a bad joke, uh, something, something, something. Hey, uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool show. Um, I only watched the first two because I had to move on and do like actually finish <laughs> the thing I was supposed to be finished. Finishing. It would have been a lot funnier if you said I only watched the first two because I wanted to watch something better. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I knew I would have sat. Uh, I would have just stayed glued to my seat because the third episode is about uh, the Cassini mission, NASA's Cassini. Uh, oh, dang! Orbiter or um, spacecraft. Right. Uh, that they slammed into uh oh my god is it it's saturn right yeah i believe it's saturn enceladus <laughs> I'm, I'm biting my lips so hard right now because there is such an easy joke there but continue uranus uh, no oh <laughs> Space joke. say it pat but, i want you to say it yeah i was gonna say um the twin towers <laughs> What? Jesus. Churroco. Um, <laughs> enjoy delicious pastries with uh, with caramel, with cajeta, or with strawberry and ice cream and chocolate sauce. Uh, yeah, Cassini or <laughs> went and got really close pictures of Saturn and different moons, and then they slammed it into the planet, and they got all kinds of readings while they were slamming it into the planet, and I, I'm really excited to watch that episode. Uh, but another thing that I watched was mid-'90s, the Jonah Hill movie. Yes, I saw that last year at the Alamo. I had an interesting experience regarding that movie. What happened? Uh, so the Alamo is very strict for those who haven't been. They're really strict on cell phone usage, uh, which is not to say that other theaters aren't, because they do put up the warning at the beginning. But uh, the Alamo, they actually will remove people. So I'm at this showing for the movie, and uh, the review is actually up on the site. But I was there. There wasn't that many people there because they saw movies that were um, memorable, I guess. And uh, so... <laughs> I'm there, and there's a guy right next to me, like, literally, he's right next to me, literally next to me in the seat. 
So he checks his phone, like, and it comes on really bright because, you know, we're in a darkened theater. So they say that, you know, put a card up if someone's annoying you. Then they give them a warning. Second time they kick them out or whatever. I didn't want to go through the whole thing of kicking out, putting up the card. I didn't want to, you know, get him in trouble or anything. So I just whispered, um, uh, do you mind turning off your phone? That's all. And nothing, not rude or anything. And he he tells me, I think you need to chill out. (laughs) (laughs) So I say, and I don't yell it. I just say in a normal voice. I just say, I can't chill out while your phone is out. And then the, the people came, the ushers came. And they asked me um, if there was a problem. And, I was, and then I spoke in a softer voice. I was like, uh, no problem. Just this guy keeps checking his phone. And then the, they talked to him. And I don't know what I just heard him say something about having the something about sister. I don't know what he was saying. But they told him if he pulls out his phone again, he was going to get kicked out. And that's it. That's my mid 90s story. <laughs> that was the most memorable part of the movie was the uh, guy, asshole. That's that's I'm. Um... Glad that you that you brought it to his attention, and I'm glad that he got in trouble. Because where does he think he is? I mean, yeah. I I don't understand, man. You go to Alamo for that specific experience of not having to worry about people being on their phones, and it's just ridiculous that some people just don't care. Like, tell him to stick to Cinemark. You should have just you should carry out like little Cinemark cards and then just slide yeah. them over. <laughs> yeah. and we were like, we were. It's not like we were in the back corner. We were in the middle of the theater. And he just whips out his phone. I remember this one time at Alamo Draft House. I uh, I asked this guy to do the same thing, you know, like turn off his phone, and he's like, he goes on. He's like, I'm gonna get kick your ass, and I'm like, he told you that? Yeah, like, and I told like he was, I guess, like trying to like peacock because his girlfriend wife was next to him and he, i was like dude like you know you've been che- checking on your phone for like the last hour you know the movies like and if, like i haven't said anything but now you're just it's just like disturbing i'm like can you just turn it off and he's like i'm gonna kick your ass after the movie and i'm like oh oh okay and then he just leaves or whatever got free movie tickets out of that but seriously like so i don't i don't understand like how these people also, the movie wasn't mem- memorable because I don't remember what movie it was. Uh, Maybe you were so scared you forgot. <laughs> I was. I was very scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's that sucks. And you know, I misspoke. Don't go do it at Cinemark. Don't do it fucking in any movie theater, even the discount ones. It's shitty. Don't yeah. turn on your fucking phone. Uh, but yeah, uh, mid nineties uh, was. I thought the characters were really interesting. I thought the it was like. You have a, a hero character, like you have the main character, and then around him are is like a heroic character and a villainous character, but they're best friends. Yeah. And I thought that the main kid was a reflection of that relationship between hero and villain. Right. Um, but they're all dicks because they're all little slacker skater kids, and they all have that apathy kind of apathetic disposition throughout the whole thing. But it, it's still a really good slice of life kind of uh Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it captures that time period. Per- like the soundtrack is awesome. Oh and, yeah. And when he, uh, when the kid walks into the his older brother's room, <laughs> that was yeah. pure nostalgia, man. I don't have an older brother, but my friends did. And whenever I'd go to their place, we'd go into the older brother's room, and that's exactly how we'd see it: <laughs> jerseys, caps up on the wall, posters of like hip hop groups or well, rap groups. Then, rap. Uh, yeah. And yeah, CDs, <laughs> the CDs, CDs yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. the my the main issue because the movie is actually yeah, a great slice of life. It's not bad, it, not bad at all. It's just I th- I think it was because it was Jonah Hill's first. Um, it was his directorial debut, and I just think that 
he just made some first timer mistakes. Is I like the pacing's a little odd. I thought the end was like super sudden, abrupt, but um, and I a mean, little, a little um, I don't know how to say a little fairy tale-y. Um, it seemed like he could have made a more uh real movie, or uh, I don't want to just say that he should have gone a shock value route. But it just seems like it could have had a, more of an impact if it went a different way. I mean, still, I, it's, I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was really cool. Just, I thought it was a little too nicely wrapped up at the end. I agree. I, I think that um, before it came out, a lot of people were comparing it to Kids, and Kids is a little bit more no fucking way. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing like that movie at all, and uh, it's up for the individual to decide whether that's for better or for worse. But yeah. that's a very, very poor comparison. And the acting is fantastic. My sister actually, um, she does, she helps with promo for uh, some events that take place at Alamo at Draft House. And she was working the event where Jonah Hill came to speak, like he was in person. And oh. she says that he absolutely loved the kids that were in the movie and that she can totally see the relationship that they had. And yeah, the performance that he got out of them is is super realistic it's it's really cool it's just like hanging with them so it was neat yeah that that i guess in that aspect you can kind of compare it to kids because it's uh yeah right right, right, but that's as close as it gets though but um you also had something else that caught your attention this past week uh, uh, oh yeah, just one last thing, really quickly. It's a podcast called Imaginary Worlds. I just wanted to pitch it because I sent a couple of texts out to some friends. Um, they, it's like an exploration of, of fiction in popular culture, like all kinds of fiction, um, right. which is kind of depicted in the title, Imaginary Worlds. Uh, it, it's like it also talks about like demonstrable effects that uh, this that fiction like has on on culture uh like its significance and its inspirations and uh like they cover one of the episodes covers uh rod serling is the one that i sent out to you guys yes yeah and his ideas like, writing for the twilight zone and then another one is about magic the gathering and then one of them's actually really cool i sent this to danny uh, about alternative movie posters um, that was really fucking cool yeah i don't really want to go on too that. long about it but um they did all kinds of uh, really cool posters, even for like Marvel movies, which is, I think, what we're going to jump into now. Yeah, actually, um, I mentioned That's earlier. A sweet segue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Imaginary. Segways are even sweeter yeah. when you don't call them out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is the last week of Avengers Month. In a sense, this is actually a two part episode. So. Tonight we're gonna discuss. We're gonna go see all. We're gonna see Avengers tomorrow. Endgame. We're gonna see tomorrow. Uh, Pablo early Friday. And uh, tonight we're gonna discuss our early theories. What we want to see. What we think is gonna happen. Who lives? Who dies? All this is just total opinion. We have no basis for any of this. In fact, and then also up another episode uh, we have is our post Endgame thoughts on the show, but or on um, post Endgame thoughts on the movie, but. First, let's talk about our preview thoughts or pre-thoughts. Um, what crazy theories do you guys... Aside from Atman going up Thanos' butt, <laughs> what crazy theories do you guys have? I have this one where... I'll go first. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Danny. Go ahead. Um, I I have this one that I, I thought of after seeing Infinity War the third time, I think. <laughs> um, I think he's dead. 
I think Thanos is dead. He's in the he's part of that 50-50, you know. Um and um cuz it kind of leaves you in that cliffhanger. You don't know what happened or if Who's he survived. Or... Thanos. <clears throat> Thanos. But he's I'm not sorry. part of the 50-50. I always thought he was part of the 1%, but anyway, <laughs> You think Thanos is dead? Yeah. I've heard that before actually. I have yeah, heard really? that. Yeah, I've heard that. So yeah. even though he did you I mean, yeah, explain. He snaps his finger, you know, and as part of the, you know, the the balance, he he goes with it too. I mean, he's in the soul gym with right. the rest of the people that have died from the time that he had the gauntlet. Yeah, Nebula, uh, and the theory is I, I've heard a similar theory that he was taken away with the snap also. But we see him, don't we? After the snap, see. Uh, he wakes up in this world, and, we, and it looks kind of like purplish, orangish. So it it's like a really, yellow, yeah, like the yeah. stone. So it doesn't really give you that um, mm. uh, feeling of like, oh man, like. Also, I started reading into it too much. That's my only theory that I'm like writing on. I know it's not going to happen, or it's going to be, but you know. A boy could dream. I just hit my microphone too. Okay, I mean, it sounds interesting. It just doesn't seem like it 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 jives with what I remember seeing. So maybe I'll try watching Infinity War once again. Nah, I probably won't. I'll just, I'll just go. <laughs> I, on. I've heard the theory. Um, I've heard that he's trapped in the Soul Gem, or that he may be dead. I I don't think. I I kind of think I agree kind of with you, Pablo. That it doesn't seem to go with what the rest of uh, what happened so i don't think that's the case but uh i did have a question for you danny because you said something mm -hmm. last week that i've heard no one else say but uh pretty much everyone has accepted that the next phase of movies are going to be uh cosmic because that's what we've been told for years now you don't oh, think yeah. that's the case well no i don't I thought that was super interesting because I, I haven't heard anybody say that. Like, why do you? Th well, what do you think is going to happen next? If you do think something's going to happen next, and why don't you think it's going to be cosmic? Um, I don't know. I just I've started to not really trust uh, a lot of what the people say, like the Kevin Feige or whatever, because they do try to like play you off of like off of the beaten path, or even if it comes out, you know. You're saying they're misleading know. you. You're saying <clears throat> yeah. it's misdirection. Yeah, yeah. there's some misdirection in the past within trailers and stuff. Yeah, okay. and so uh, with Hulk being in Infinity War, you know, with the the battle of Wakanda, you see him running, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna see them, and obviously we get a completely different thing, like thing at well, and uh, a different final end product. product. Yeah, final product. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like a, I don't know, like I feel like it. It won't be, but because there's so many characters to like use that are still Marvel, even though they have the whole Marvel property again, there's still a lot of them to be used. Because we're still in the fourth phase, we still have, you know, Far From Home, which in here's my crazy theory it takes place before um, Infinity War. And then, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, um, so you know, those are things that like I I started to think about because where will everything fit when, uh, once we hit the fifth phase? You know, it's gonna we you know maybe they're gonna start using the Fantastic Four. They're gonna start using other characters. Maybe we're gonna see something like the Nighthawk come out because they need something dark and edgy. You never know. And Pablo, uh, 
Do you have any crazy theories? Um, yeah. Well, or I do think it's crazy. Going maybe cosmic, maybe but, okay, okay, so we're we're talking about Endgame, so right? So we are sticking to Endgame, yes. Uh, crazy theory? I don't really know. I or, mean, I, I think I know where it's going, but maybe a crazy thing would be if like Gamora actually went on a power trip, like, and she takes the gauntlet, like in the comics. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Takes the gauntlet and runs, but I really don't see that happening. It just right. be a crazy cool thing to see. Um, but no, not not really any crazy theories. I'm really excited to see what they what they go with. I mean, uh, it's easy to transition into who I think is gonna go, <laughs> yeah, or how I think it's gonna end. What I think they're gonna give us as an ending. Let's do it. Well, okay. Well, what do you want to see at, at the ending? Like what what I would want as an ending? Yeah. Um. Something more than just good versus evil. Like we know what Thanos did was evil, but I'd like him to have his argument addressed. I mean, it's a it's a dumb like bro psychology argument. Like, oh, in order to make everything fair, I gotta kill half of everyone. That's stupid. But yeah, that's uh, funny that you say that because last year after Infinity War came out, um. Russ Dobler, he's the science guy uh, at our site. He wrote an article about how dumb Thanos is, that, that <laughs> argument. And yeah. he wrote about how the, the, the actual comic makes him more intelligent. Like he's a mad genius, which yeah. they totally lose in the movies. Well, yeah, I mean, it's still like um, he's he is evil, right? I mean, he, he doesn't yeah. have that moral thing. I mean, by our standards, he doesn't have that moral thing that would just say that you're taking lives from people that are loved ones of others. So him missing that thing that, that makes him uh, feel that way makes it so he's very dangerous. And that, that comes across completely. He's a dangerous being that uh, clearly is a threat to most of existence, to existence, actually. So that that's cool. That's cool. But I'd like for that to be addressed. I'd like for there to be a like this retort, you know, like Captain America says something very eloquent about and maybe very simple uh, about the importance of, of just life. He kind of did it with Vision when Vision was willing to sacrifice himself. And yeah. he says something along the lines that one life should be enough. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was cool. That was but cool. I, I hope that they really push on that some more instead of just like good versus evil. We destroyed Thanos and that's it. But what what I think will end up happening um, is probably just like a fight to the end where I'm thinking Cap is going to be the last, uh, you know, standing before him and then probably gets taken out, like sacrifices himself because we're, right. we're all on the same page, right? Like where we think that Cap, this is Cap's end. I, I was just about to ask that. I think do all of us think he's going to be murdered? I think he might be. Um and this is it goes back to like we might get different stories because it'd be really cool to see um bucky as captain america um but i also think it's going to be tony stark's last stand too because it it started with tony stark it you think he'll end. die or you think I, he'll <clears throat> he'll just be out of the avengers no i think i think he'll die oh wow okay. i'm thinking that uh he 
the episode with David Brooke, because a lot of people have been saying it seems like it was between Thor and Captain Marvel. was, And then he said Iron Man because kind of like what you're saying, exactly what you're saying, Danny. He said that uh, it's his story. It, it, it closes it. And I never thought that Iron Man would deliver the last blow. I thought he would just I thought he would live, but I think he would go off and the whole ride off into the sunset with uh, Pepper Potts. I think that would kind of tie a nice bow on his story. Yeah, that it, seems more in line with like what Marvel would probably do probably. when they when they've got so many eyes on it, but they're also trying to keep people happy. Um, yeah. it's not well, like they're it's a Game of Thrones situation. But um, <laughs> everybody could die, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Pat, you said that you don't see him hitting striking the final blow. You mean like he's not the one that takes out Thanos directly? You know what I think is going to happen? Like, the more as we get closer to it, the more I think about it. So the ending that I want is I, I want Thor to, to deliver the final blow. I was about um, to say the same thing. Yeah, final it, blow, it, Thor. He It just makes sense for, for his character. Like, he kind of was downtrodden. And I know it's not the same, but he was unworthy. And this is kind of his way to get his worthiness back. Uh, well, also, he, he watched Thanos wipe yeah. out. Is like the people that he saved, right? Yeah. All the Asgardians that he that he saved, and he had on yeah. the ship. His and it brother. wasn't a snap. Yeah, and it wasn't a snap situation. It was they probably died screaming and in pain. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I feel like he's got the most weight, and also he gets to use fucking what is it called, Stormbreaker? Stormbreaker. Yeah, Stormbreaker, which is an awesome use. name. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're, 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 they could go two different routes. Uh, we already seen the unworthy Thor storyline, and one of my favorite storylines for Tony Stark from the last couple of years is um, the God Butcher. And that's where, if let's say that Tony or Robert Downey Jr.'s contract still keeps on going, I would like to see, and if they want to continue with the cosmic route, that would be really, really cool because that's how Tony Stark joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. I would like to see that. Um, if we're, if they're going to continue that way, but I honestly think just because of um, I think because I'm using a lot of like comic book like things yeah. that they can use. That's so. fine. I mean, comic books actually speak to why I would want something deeper than just destroying Thanos and we're done. Yeah, yeah, Cause the, yeah. Because in the comics, like uh, Adam Warlock even ends up giving Thanos uh, an Infinity Stone, doesn't he? Yes. Yep. They, yeah, right. they, they actually have a logical debate. As yeah, yeah, like yeah. Form of yeah. Thanos afterward. The, the thing is, like with like, I, I don't think we're gonna be able to. And this is, I think, my disappointment in this whole thing. Like, throughout the twenty movies that Marvel has produced, you know, we've only seen glimpses of Thanos, and we've never really seen him talk or speak for his actions, and. Now, now that we're Infinity War, you, you know his having everything in a balance type of thing, kind of worked, kind of didn't work. Which way, depending on which way you want to see it, like the the, the guy is a, like a mastermind, right? Like he's pretty smart. He knows how to like conquer uh, planets and systems. I and know it's more we, like we, brute force. Well, you know he knows how to do that. At least use brute force. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he he pretty much straightforward. He was straightforward about why he's doing what he's doing. He he laid out his his master plan, mm-hmm. a la uh, villain in yeah in Double O Seven movie. Um, but the the argument makes sense if you're a sociopath or if you're a psychopath. Sorry, and um, 
you're you're saying that, that it wasn't made clear or no I, I just feel like um his intentions were a lot clearer in i guess again, again this is a comic book thing uh, like his intentions are usually more clearer in in the in in the comics here it was kind of like it was given to you but i feel like there was not maybe like a uh, a way to put push him cuz we see him the first time that we see him was in avengers right and he just yes. looks he looks back and gives a smirk and then oh yeah uh, but that's before like yeah. when we when we start seeing him it seems like they might be hinting that he's just trying to court death right like it seems like he's chasing just obliteration period but in infinity war we 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 learn that he he's doing it for what he thinks is a good cause uh so he says there's not enough resources to go around people are going to end up suffering and dying slowly so i'm just going to take care of like 50 percent of all beings everywhere with a snap Mm -hmm. and now we'll be happy which is just ridiculous that's what are you talking about it's there I, i don't even know if it's generic it's just uh, it's what an evil mind would settle on. Even, and again, I'm using the term evil the way that society would want to. You know, like right, the way that right, yeah. yeah, the movie would want you to. So it's, um, I'm sorry, it's lazy. It's lazy. Like he yes. doesn't keep digging into it further. He just mm-hmm. says, "Oh, this seems like a way to get a quick answer." It's like right. he just wants to have his nut and then leave. And um, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> and I feel like uh, the good the good response to that would be like, hey, you don't just have to have sex to come. Like you could try to find pleasure out of the having. <laughs> this is <laughs> <laughs> this went off the rails. I love this. Yeah, love this. yeah. No, no. This analogy is like real strange. Yeah. But yeah, if somebody could just explain to him that, hey, you could just think a little deeper, man, and and see how you're actually causing more suffering by <laughs> by doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, so that that'd be cool to see, and I hope we get it. And uh, I, I just hope that Churroco will send us some more of their delicious churros soon. Maybe with some of that chocolate sauce that everyone's talking so highly about. Churroco. And some nuts. And some nuts. And to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, I think that what I would like to see in the ending, because what they've done with Thanos, and I, it's a noble attempt, but... The best villains are the ones where you can kind of see where they're coming from. You can, it's wrong, but you're kind of like, okay, like, I get it. Like, it kind of, it makes sense. Like, in it's it's almost right. Like, you can see the good to it almost. Like, Killmonger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But with Thanos, I would like if there is, like, like what you were saying, Pablo, is if they have that confrontation where it's, where uh, he does realize that what he's done is... He's gone a little too far, and then we see that insecurity that we get from the comics, like like Danny was saying. Uh, since in the movies, we really haven't had that. It hasn't been about Thanos like it was in the, the comics. It's been about the Avengers, so it doesn't have that same, I guess, um, grav- gravitas that it does. It's just it's, He just comes off as a madman doing this really crazy thing. And yeah, yeah. it gives you the feels or whatever. But They give you hints of it, right? But as much as they can when they have... How many Avengers that they're trying to give enough airtime to? Um, yeah, like they they have to they had to pack a lot into that movie so they don't give you enough of what you're describing. Yeah, uh, Pat. Yeah, no but, pathos for Thanos. Nice, <laughs> Theranos. <laughs> Shout out to Theranos and my girl Elizabeth 
smart. <laughs> What's your <laughs> This was what smart, isn't it? Isn't um, it? Wasn't. Amy Sport, that was... Whatever. No, that's an actress. That's an oh, actress with the... Uh, in... Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> I think, here's the ending I think we're going to get. Um, and that? this takes it beyond the fight. Uh, uh, well, what I want is no post credit scene. No, nothing. I just want the movie to, I just want the credits to run clean from beginning to end to give us that Ooh. finality, just to, to hammer it in. And then Far From Home can like start that trend up again. Um, we're going to get something. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> I would like the finality though. Like it would totally, because you're sitting there waiting for it and then it just ends. And it would really hammer home the, the point that, okay, this era is over. It's oh. done. Well, we're we're gonna get the big CGI laden battle. I mean, that's 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 what we're gonna get at the end. That's that's gonna happen for sure. But I would but like imagine. It to yeah, that'd be a really cool idea. And I guess when you have so much more coming, it'd be great to get a taste of it. And I just think it'd be it'd be so cool uh, if they have a post credit scene where we don't understand any of it. Where they give us characters we haven't seen before, where we're not—it doesn't tie into this at all. So it's letting you know, hey, it's uh, spring's coming around the corner, and guess what? None of the flowers are the same ones that you had from before. You know, like mm-hmm. it's right. just something completely out of left field uh, that they've been guarding well. Or if it just had text that came up and said, "Yes, the new mutants will be released." <laughs> Just give us that That'd already. be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what ending do you think they're going to give us, Dan? Because I don't think you've told us what ending you you think, I mean, that, you, I, yeah, that you're expecting. You've told us what you want, but what do you expect? You know, I I think I agree. Like, I like the your idea where it's uh, the big CGI battle, then we get text, and whatever the outcome is, I for the next four phases, I guess, like... Thanos comes back, so he survived. Nah. Survived, like you know, at the end of like Ninja Turtles two, like his hand, like Shredder's, or is that no Ninja Turtles one? His hand just pops out of the like the landfill. I want that to happen. I want that to happen. Like, really? Yeah. Do you want would... more Thanos in the future? More Thanos in the future? Why not? I mean, because we've seen them for the past <laughs> decade. Yeah, because it's been an arc that's been going for the past ten years. <laughs> because we uh, obviously we already know like um, the Eternals are being being cast, and I'm pretty sure some of the villains are going to be coming off of that too. So maybe what if like somebody from that whole like plot of movies is that we're like, well, guess what? We're the ones that actually sent Thanos on this crazy run, whatever, and you know. We're gonna bring them back because why not? Comics, nothing makes sense. Nothing matters. Yeah, That's we have Galactus. Yeah, we have Galactus for that. <laughs> we, we <laughs> I honestly don't... think Silver Surfer is coming up soon. I I think that uh, I think Doom's gonna be coming up soon, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Silver Surfer in the next four to five years. That'd be and cool. then a reboot of the Fantastic Four because it seems like threes tend to work out for Marvel. Like they tried Spider-Man twice before, and then um, Tom Todd. Wait, what's his name? Tom Tom Holland. Tom, 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 Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah, and then Todd Holland. <laughs> he was a uh, like a bullseye. He was perfect. 
Uh, so yeah. yeah, Fantastic Four once, twice, thrice. Maybe the three, the third time will be, will be the charm. Maybe maybe we get maybe we get a better redemption for the Inhumans as well. You know, I don't know. There's so many things that could happen if we're gonna. Yeah, there's a lot the to cost. play. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot. And X Men. It'd be third for the X Men too, right? Like this we got the, the yeah. I, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. That this will be the third go around for them. Cool. See, it just seems to work out that way. Jesus's number. <laughs> <laughs> so every Saturday you can find this. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> the rest of the week, uh, you can go to adventuresandportaste.com where you can find all our other podcasts, whether it's Portaste Wrestling and the Star Wars podcast. Of course, we have a comics podcast and we have our general podcast. Uh, you can also catch up with our reviews. You can leave your thoughts. Uh, earlier, I was talking about end credit scene. Um, this week, we've actually had a lot of Avengers articles. Um, I did one on why there shouldn't be end credit scene. There's one on what you can do in three hours. And some people thought that that was a little too long. There's there's a scientific article article on whether Clint Barton's eagle eye can actually work in the real world. And we got a lot of Game of Thrones stuff. Um, if you can't get enough of it, we got you covered on the site. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you could follow Adventure in Movies over at AAPT Movies, or you can follow us individually. You can also find Nathaniel on Instagram at Nathan Portaste. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Default Player. And just to give you guys a heads up, because I don't like to plug a lot of my stuff, uh, of my actual doings, uh, I'm actually going to be at Freak. If you're in the El Paso area, you're, uh, you could see me live in person uh, drawing for you for Free Comic Book Day. And then uh, I'll be doing a traveling market as well for a Marvel Madness event on May 11th. And uh, Pablo, where can we find you? When's Free Comic Day? Uh, next week on the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh, Cinco de Cuatro. Cinco de Cuatro. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you. And to wrap up Avengers Month, we'll have our in-game <laughs> special edition, which is tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry. Saturday for you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, it will be three hours long. A lot of emotions. I'll be crying. Um, and as Nathan mentioned, we're here, we'll be here next Saturday and, uh, keep a lookout for our next special edition, which I'm going to keep it secret for right now. And you can find us on Apple podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, including the website or those three places. Um, <laughs> <laughs> make sure to give us a rating or just tell someone, anyone to listen to us and that's our cue talk to you next week and thank you Pablo Bye. Bye. Bye.